Okay, welcome to our first podcast. Today we have a special guest, my cousin Romano. <laughs> Why, thank you. And we'll be talking about anxiety and depression because I struggle with anxiety and panic attacks and he struggles more with the depression side. And a lot of people struggle with both of these things. So we'll just cover that topic a little bit yeah, and find out a bit more about it. So I haven't gone through depression severely. I think you've gone through it worse. Yeah, yeah. I had it with my TOS when I was stuck on the floor. I was stuck in the house for four months, couldn't get off the floor, living on the floor. And from that, I went into this dark hole where I felt like I couldn't do anything and yeah, felt like worthless. Physic physically, you couldn't do Physically, anything. I couldn't do yeah. anything. And then emotionally, I couldn't get myself to do anything because I felt like I was just stuck. Yeah. I was eventually playing GTA just to feel like I was at the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you had an escape. <laughs> yeah, true. It, it actually helped me. I used to just play GTA every day and like get out on the streets <laughs> and just walk on the beach. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I like I've had down times, but not severe depression. Yeah. So you've yeah. had more of that. Yeah. When yeah. did that start? So that started in 2017, about June, July, I would say it was when my depression was really bad. Okay. And then um, I was really doing badly at school and stuff. So my parents were like, okay, we need to get him help and stuff. So in the October, actually on the 10th of October, which is mental health day, I was <laughs> on that day. Yes, on that day. Wow. I was I was admitted to uh, the Akiso Psychiatric Clinic in Parktown. Oh, yes. And I spent three weeks there and i went through cb cbt which is cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy oh, okay um where they just train you how to like like stop i don't know being a, engulfed by your emotions yeah, and like, like overthinking yes everything. like take a step back see what's causing how you're feeling and like how to stop your triggers and identify them and everything so yeah, i went through that yeah, as well as medication like yeah, had antidepressants and everything. Okay, yeah. so for full three weeks, they like trained yeah. you to. Yeah, for full three weeks, yeah, it'll help. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, I was coping a lot better than I was previously. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Was... Probably just need to take a step back and like learn to yes. cope with yeah. all those things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's quite something. But at least you got the help because a lot of people struggle with depression, and then they yes. stuck with that. Yeah, or they hide it. Yeah, they hide it. They put it on a fake smile, go about their day. No one knows that they're feeling like this on the inside. Then only when they're alone do like they, they break down and everything. Yeah, true. Like so you then, look at all the comedians, like all the guys that you think, like Robin Williams. Yes, yes. Like guys that are always happy. Or you always see them as happy. Yeah, you think they're yeah. the happiest, funniest yeah. people, but probably like when they're, like you say, when they're alone, yeah, they break down. Yeah. Yeah, so getting that help like definitely helps. Yes. Just to cope with things. Yeah, I, getting like... Also, speaking to a psychologist and having someone like that's not part of your life, someone yeah, yeah. that is not emotionally attached to anything that's happening, they don't know any of the people, they can give you objective advice yeah. in your life, and that helps a lot. No, for sure. Too. Yeah. No, because I'm sure family, friends, they yes, like they, they want to help. Just snap no, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not so easy. Yeah. So I don't feel like that. Like I have days that i struggled sometimes but not as bad like when i had my tos times was the worst especially when i couldn't draw i couldn't hold a pencil yeah. i couldn't work 
And then I couldn't get off the couch. I get off the couch and then I'd have a flare up and then I feel like I'm passing out. And you and actually sit back down again. Then you sit back down and then you're stuck there and then it's another yes. day gone by, another day gone by and yeah. you just start feeling useless. Like you, you can't do anything. So it's not a nice feeling. But I think for me, the anxiety is worse because I've struggled yeah. with anxiety. Yeah, you have anxiety a lot worse. Like, I mean, I also have anxiety, but I don't get panic attacks and my anxiety is not that severe no what do you feel with your anxiety like for me it's just a lot of like tension in the stomach yeah. and stuff like chest closes up and everything um mind's always racing and yeah. stuff like a but ferris wheel of thoughts yes <laughs> yeah and it never ends and it like it loops around yeah. the whole time um and yeah that's pretty much my anxiety it's not as bad as like having a full-on panic attack yeah like, so mine like every time i feel anxious it will go into a full panic attack yeah where i'm laying on the floor can't breathe my heart's like 150 beats a minute yeah i'm feeling dizzy lightheaded i'm breathing really really shallow and i can't stop that yeah and that makes it worse because now yeah. you think like oh, what's going on what's going on and that's the only thought i'm yes. thinking okay it's different to the last time so it feels like you're having a heart attack yes and, and you feel like you're gonna die but you're yeah. not so when I'm boxing, like doing something crazy, my heart rate's like 150. So when you're sitting on the yeah. couch suddenly randomly and your heart rate just goes higher and higher and higher, you're like, something's not right. And yeah. then your chest closes up, you can't breathe properly and you're dizzy on top of it. It just feels like, yeah. like you can't cope. So that after I have a panic attack, then I feel a bit depressed. I'm like, why did I have the panic attack? What's wrong with me? Like, yes, yeah. Like you have I, these negative thoughts. Yeah, constantly. Because yeah. then I'm thinking I've not even done anything like yeah. nothing should have triggered it but i just went through that so is it going to happen when i'm doing anything randomly yeah it's like so that's what i've had to deal with and and get through which has been quite difficult at times i was also put on medication because i got my first panic attack in 2013 i think end okay. of 2013 and then i already yeah. thought i was dying it took me an hour to crawl to the car yeah just to get help because story. i was alone yeah. at the office at like one in the morning trying to get through a deadline and that was scary. That yeah. was like the scariest time ever. Especially when it's like, because that was your first time. Yeah. You were also all, all alone. Yeah, it's even worse. And then you couldn't call anyone or nothing. I, I literally had no energy. I picked up my phone and it fell out of my hand. And I was laying there thinking, okay, I'm dying like this alone at the office. Yeah. And I had to like get myself strong to just think, okay, just breathe. You're going to get yourself to the hospital. Yeah. And I eventually got back home and then went to the emergency room. And then they... I laughed it off and said, are you just having an anxiety attack? But the way I felt was like they were going to jab a epinephrine pen in my yeah. heart and say, you're busy dying. Like, this is going to save yeah. you. <laughs> it's crazy. If you, and I never understood panic attacks. Before I had that, I'd always yeah. look at people like, you know it's panic attack. Just, you're Get fine. Like, yeah. you, you know you're going to be fine. Yeah. But when you have it, you don't feel like you're going to be fine. Exactly. So probably the yeah. same with depression. Like people say, oh man, just do something that yeah, makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. But you're doing it, but you're not fine. No, because... Like with depression, you you lose that joy and stuff from yeah. the things you enjoy doing. Like, no. like I back in twenty seventeen, like I used to game a lot. Like, but like single player games. Like yeah. I used to love like getting lost in the world and everything. But when I was depressed, like I hardly did it. I hardly did anything that I used to enjoy. I just no. felt like lying in bed and not just doing anything just like lying there the whole day and doing nothing no that's also the problem because then you just get stuck in a rut of not doing the things yes, you like and then you feel like what's wrong with me like yeah. i'm not doing anything like i'm a waste of space and yeah yeah no that's what and i felt with my thoracic outlet syndrome when i was yeah. stuck at home four months i couldn't leave the house because every time i got up 
the only time I left after that four months was to go to the chiropractor, go to the doctors, get um, x-rays and ultrasounds. Yeah. And also you feel like you can't do anything. You're so useless. Yeah. And you're just going from doctor to doctor and probably with depression, you go from psychologist to psychiatrist. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just the same thing over and over and people are talking to you. So you probably yeah. need the right advice as well. Something yeah. that helps you. So that clinic obviously helped you a lot. Yeah, it did help. Especially because like, so when I first like was depressed, we went to our GP and then he diagnosed me with depression and gave me antidepressants and stuff but they weren't really working and stuff so that's when i went to the psychiatric clinic but before i went to the psychiatric clinic i had uh my i went to my school psychologist and i was speaking to him i had like three or four sessions with him then from there i went to the psychiatric clinic and i got another psychologist um and then a psychiatrist which helped a lot because like Yes, your GP is a doctor, but he doesn't, no, he doesn't know specialize yeah. in mental health. Yeah. So when you go and you see a psychiatrist, then they're like, okay, no, this med, this med, this med, this med. And then you take them. And then the next day you see, like you see your, your psychiatrist every day because they, they want to check up like how's the meds okay, yeah, working sense, for you yeah. and stuff. So I used to go to it every day. And then if there was something wrong, change the meds, get this one, this one. Um, and yeah, I also struggle with insomnia. So oh, yes. the best night's sleep I had was there at the psychiatric <laughs> clinic because um, I was on a Dopical uh, and well, Dopical is not a sleeping tablet. It's a antipsychotic, but in low dosages, oh, okay. it is very like, it has a very big sedative, sedative effect. effect. Yeah. So I was on that. Plus, I had Stillnox, which is a sleeping tablet. <laughs> Sounds like a sleeping tablet. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best night's sleep I've ever had in my life. But uh, I couldn't stay on the Stillnox because it's highly addictive. And my psychiatrist said she doesn't want... Because I was 17 at the time. Yeah. She didn't want me to be get addicted so young and then have to keep on having yeah, it for the it. rest of my life. Yeah, so, yeah. So, for... I think it was one or two weeks there when I had the best sleep ever. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. So at least you got the help you needed and you were sleeping properly, yes. which helps. Yes. Because having yeah. insomnia generally makes you depressed. Yes. You feel yes. like you're out of sorts. And then to have a depression on top of that, it probably amplifies it like yeah. crazy. And what they also did was we had to get some physical exercise yeah. almost every day. Like just something like 30 minutes of like walking around, running, jumping, whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's good because yeah. it releases the endorphins, gets the dopamine going. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like a long-term, like getting it, keeping that consistent exercise just to keep your brain stable and yeah. feeling happy. Yeah. Uh, I was also, I wasn't on, I can't remember what I was on. I was on uh, beta blockers for my anxiety, which slowed my heart down. Completely. <laughs> it just dubs your heart. <laughs> that just blocks the adrenaline to your heart. So you can be having a panic attack and you take the beta your heart's blocker. heart's going one beat per minute. Doom. And then it goes fast and then it goes and slows down it is the scariest feeling so yeah, i was on that for be. about two months but i hated that i couldn't do anything yeah. on that because i felt like i was almost being drugged yeah because also you feel so lethargic on it you sit yeah. on the couch and you're just like staring off into space and your heart's beating so slowly you feel like you're not there yeah and then i was also given um cipro bay to i haven't heard of cipro bay i think that was for serotonin just okay. to, to help with yeah. serotonin. 
didn't enjoy being on that. I think I was on that for about two weeks. I don't know, it just made me feel weird. I got headaches yeah. on it. So Did I you ever feel nauseous? Uh, not really. With me, I, on medicines, I usually get headaches before anything. Okay. And I got like blurry vision and didn't enjoy that. And oh, on top yo. of the the beta blockers, it just yeah, wasn't no, great. And I was also on a sleeping tablet, but just for a week. Yeah. And that also, like I would wake up feeling weird and then take this medicine and it just didn't, nothing worked yeah. for me. So I stopped everything and slowly like learned how to deal with my anxiety. I got rid of jobs because I was doing exhibition stands at the time. Yeah. And that was stress. That yes. was like 23 yeah, hour so days, sometimes three days in a row, sometimes yeah. one in the morning, they'll phone you and say, oh, we've got to stand for tomorrow. Guys from Dubai are coming out. So you have to be there at six. So you have to go print. You have to go put this thing up. Yeah. It was crazy. So I cut that out and so that my anxiety like, dropped yes, completely. Yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe I don't know I can't speak from experience but I think with depression once you find something that actually brings that joy back in your life that can also help in the long run yeah a hobby it's, that's it's, I know it's not easy but yeah it's definitely not easy but it's also good to like contradict your negative thoughts like if you yeah. keep telling yourself you're worthless and stuff and you believe it yeah. that's when you just go down but if you your brain's like no you're worthless then you think about like you think about like Okay, why am I? Why do I think I'm worthless? Yeah. What have I done? What haven't I done? And then you see all the things that you have accomplished and stuff, and you fight these negative thoughts, and it makes you feel better. Like it boosts your self-esteem, yeah. and it makes you feel like, okay, I can do this. I can't. I'm not worthless and stuff. And then from there, yeah, you just have to keep on looking for new things, see what interests you, because sometimes, like, you may have an interest. And then because of the depression, you're not interested in it anymore. And yeah, you just can't get back into it yeah. that easily. So you need to find like something else and get into that. And what I find like helps a lot is like journaling or poetry or art or anything that you can do to express yourself. Yeah, yeah. That helps a lot. Like yeah, it, get out of your own head. Yes, way. yes, yeah. So yeah. that, uh, talking to a psychologist, th that for me was... The hardest part is like talking to someone else yeah. about the things going on in my head because I didn't want to speak to anyone about it. Yeah. So, yeah, that I think was the hardest part. But once you open up to your psychologist and stuff and, yeah. yeah then just, you get back and forth feedback and yes. they can say what, and, what they see yes, about you. Yeah. Things that you don't see, you just see the bad and the negative. Yes. And then they can see like who you are as a person, but they can also connect the dots. Like mm. something may have happened in the past that you... You know happened, but you like you don't think of it. Yeah, you push it back. Yes, but that influenced like all the other things that happened further on in your life, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what happens. Any childhood traumas that you go through, even if it's yeah. not as traumatic as any, like nothing traumatic. It could be just something silly, like you fell, and it's given you that fear of like riding a skateboard because you fell. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. something like that, but then there's other triggers that your brain wants to suppress because it was that traumatic yeah that you that you don't ever think about yeah yeah but it still affects you yeah yeah like i think of multiple personality disorder and people suppressing it and then eventually making a new personality yes and they don't even realize it yeah they just have a headache and black out or something yeah. and they and wake up they and switch their personality. meanwhile they've been doing other things it's yeah it's quite something so yeah at least you're feeling a bit better now yeah and you still go to your psychologist? Yeah. Just get uh, different meds and things? Yeah, I go to my psychologist 
I got a new psychologist that okay. I go to. Um, and yeah, I go to my psychiatrist every six months or so. Um, I recently got changed to new antidepressants. Okay. So I'll be seeing her a bit sooner. Um, and then, yeah. So I'm on Wellbutrin for my depression. I'm on Urbanol. It's a anxiolytic. It's a benzodiazepine. It's okay. for my anxiety. Yeah. And then I'm on Dopical for my insomnia. So, okay. Yeah. So everything feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's working well so far. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm on uh I don't even know what my anxiety tabs are called. Alkazam. It's it's Alprazolam. Alprazolam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the magic brand Alkazam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same as Xanax. It's, it's, yeah. it's the same compound. So I've got two months supply of it. Alkazam. <laughs> <laughs> and I've taken two tablets. Why? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know. I, I'll take it when I really, really need it. So I got it when I got my heat stroke about two months ago. It's almost two months ago. Yeah. I got bad heat stroke and I was I was almost passing out and I, the doctor said I was about to go in a coma. It was hectic. It was hectic because we were working in the sun for yeah. three days and I got severely dehydrated. I was in the sun for three days. It was extremely hot. So on the third day, I was busy working and suddenly my heart goes through the roof so i thought i was having anxiety attack because it felt like anxiety yeah but it also felt different it felt like i couldn't handle the sun i couldn't handle the heat it, like everything was just too much right then so i sat in the car and luckily we we're working at a clinic so it took them two hours to come and help me <laughs> so i sat with that feeling for two hours South african clinics guys <laughs> yeah especially in a rural area it wasn't great yeah we were we were in a place that was about four hours away from anything it was like oh, in wow. the middle of nowhere at least you had a clinic right by you <laughs> at least i was working at a clinic so they asked me to come inside I, um, when i have a panic attack i can't get up yeah it feels like my heart's racing so much if i stand up you know that feeling when your heart rate goes up when you stand yes it yes. feels like that like yeah. amplified so i can't really stand so they're like no come inside the clinic so i'm like don't you have a wheelchair or something to go <laughs> like they're like no, no no just walk in so i'm hobbling into the clinic they try to take my blood pressure and the cuff keeps coming off. My arm was too big for the cuff that they had. Uh, so then I'm busy struggling with my heart rate. I'm holding the cuff and they just, they're not getting it right. Eventually they get another cuff, put it on. And my blood pressure was 160 over 110, which is way too high. It should be 120 over 80. Yes. Yeah. And the systolic, which is the lower pressure, anything yeah. over 100 is, is beginning to become dangerous. Oh, wow. So 110 is high. Yes. But anything higher starts becoming very dangerous. You can have a stroke. You can have a heart attack. Oh, wow. So my high blood pressure, dehydrated, the heat stroke, everything was just way too much. So they gave me high blood pressure tabs. I don't even know what they gave me that day because I was so out of it. Yeah. But once I took that, I started feeling better. But it still took me another five hours to relax. My heart yeah. rate was still going crazy. I took my shoes off. I had ice all around me. They put ice cloths around me. They gave me rehydrate. So it was like Yo, all everything. these things. <laughs> and I'm alone in this place. Yeah. Like I had my dad with me busy working, but he was busy. Yeah. And I was sitting there. And it just felt like we were so far away from everything. We were so far away from home. We were about yeah. six hours away from home. And it was just a nightmare of a day. So having the anxiety, I think having the heat stroke set off the anxiety and my yes. high blood pressure and everything, my heart was working yeah. harder. But then 
having the the heat stroke on top of that just sent my anxiety through the roof and yes yeah from there they gave me the high blood pressure tablets which i'm on now for another three months and the the xanax i don't know yeah. I keep forgetting the name <laughs> of it. so I, when i took it i took the first two tablets when yeah. i asked when i was because i was having random panic attacks mm. from the high blood pressure i'd yeah. be sitting at home and then suddenly i've got this crazy heart rate and I'm like, what's happening? And I think it was just the heat stroke. My body was out of sync. My endocrine yeah. system was all over the place. My remember, nervous system I remember was... you didn't even sweat till like how long ago? Yeah, like it took, a week me, or two took me about ago. a month yeah. to actually sweat. And I sweat a lot. Yes. Like I've always got <laughs> droplets running down yeah. and it's hot outside and I wasn't sweating at all. So it's taken me a long time to recover. I'm still not 100%, but at least I'm doing stuff now. I'm back to yeah. training. I'm like 99% there now. But yeah, so then they gave me the anxiety tablets and I took the one and I didn't like that feeling. It made me anxious being on the anxiety tablet because I'm yeah. laying on the couch and I feel like I'm out of it and I'm floaty. Yes, yes. <laughs> which as a normal person, you'd enjoy that feeling like yeah. being chilled. But my mind was racing so much that it made me feel anxious being on it. Like, yeah. oh, what's going to happen to me? Like, is it going to knock me out? Yeah. So it was like, it's like my brain fights those those feelings. Like it will fight the tablets or fights everything. Fight everything, yeah. I have to deal with it. I think I have to, like my mentality is I have to fight it and deal with it the way I know how. Yeah. So I've got all these tablets and I haven't taken them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I suffered through all the panic attacks through this last month yeah. and a half while I've got the tablets to calm down <laughs> because I took the two and I didn't like the way it made me feel even though it's for exactly that. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like, I think I'm too highly strung and think about things too much. Yeah, yeah. So I can't imagine like being depressed on top of that. I actually got depressed now a little bit going through all of this because I haven't been able to work again. Yeah. And feeling this way and having these random panic attacks. I mean, I went to work. I tried to start working a few weeks ago and I went mm -hmm. the one day and it was just too hot. I think my body was still dehydrated. Yeah, and I just set me off into a panic attack. I'm sitting in the car again thinking, am Are I you having have... another heat stroke or something? Yeah, am I yeah. Still, I still have heat stroke. Am I going to go through this all my life? So you're yeah, just feeling those feelings. It just feels like you're stuck forever. Yeah. I'm sure it's your depression as well. When you get your worst, yeah. you feel like, am I ever going to feel normal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a horrible feeling. I feel feeling. that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. So as long as you go, like, you're talking to people, opening up. I think my biggest thing when I got anxiety, I... Every stress that I had, I wasn't talking to anybody. Yeah. I'd work for three days straight, come home, be stressed, have to make rent money. Yeah. They're not paying me for the expo because they weren't happy with something. So yes. it's always something. And then you have to deal with it because it's like stuck in your head the whole time. Yeah. You're not going to speak to people about your problems. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. feel stupid in a way yes. to talk to anybody. It's your problems. They got their own yeah. problems. <laughs> but once I had to let go and I had to talk and tell everyone how I'm feeling and I'm not coping with work and it's too much and... Once you reach out for that help, you'll feel what a burden like you let go because yeah. then you got extra help because everyone's worried about you and then yes. they're helping you. Yeah. And you don't feel as stressed and it doesn't feel as big of a problem. Yeah. So yeah, talking, definitely talk to somebody. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, no matter, matter what, what you're feeling. Yeah. Especially Whether if it's you're anxiety, depressed. depression, yeah. Anything you're going through. Because anxiety and stuff is is difficult. But I think with you, if you've got depression on top of that, yeah. You can get very negative thoughts and yeah, you feel like you're isolated in the world, and I'm sure that's when suicides happen because you feel alone. Yeah. So just talking to someone as a first step, just phone a friend, phone anybody, phone a helpline. Yes. Yeah, even a helpline. 
that just I've to seen talk to a lot of random. people phone a helpline because they don't feel comfortable speaking to yeah. anyone that they, they know because yeah, they, exactly. they don't want the stigma and stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, phone, a number, you're not going to see that person. You're never going to see them in the real world. It's fine. someone that's trained to help you <laughs> yes. feel better. Yeah. And just talk to them once. And then from there, you can talk to your family or your friends or someone yeah. that you feel comfortable talking to just to feel better. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. And uh, yeah, I hope we've raised a little bit of awareness and people can get the help that they need. Talk, yeah. open up. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> So I hope this podcast has helped you. If you know anybody that's struggling with anxiety or depression or just needs help, just reach out, talk to them. Take someone for a meal. If, they, if they're struggling to even cook anything, just take them, give them some food that will make them feel better. Just any support in any way. So I hope this helps and I'll see you guys soon.